0: Now in its third year, it's A Yank on the Footy with Craig Wessels, talking about the greatest game on the face of the earth. Sit back and enjoy, everybody. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 212 of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels coming to you from Sandusky, Ohio. We've got a little bit of a... uh, summer respite this week here in Ohio. We're going to have temperatures that are up in the upper 20s Celsius-wise this week, when we're typically going to be down in the lower teens. They're starting to creep down to single digits. We're not complaining about that in the least. Uh, I do want to dive into a couple of things, and uh, I want to try my best to pay tribute to an icon in swan's history. In in my way, and I'm I'm not a so on supporter, but I know what this gentleman meant to the club and to the game in a uh, larger setting. Now, don't forget that if you are interested in getting uh, your local footy club getting a shout out in an upcoming episode, drop me a note uh, via email yankonthefooty@gmail.com or send me a note on any of my socials. You can also head over to my website yankonthefooty.com and drop me a message there as well. Now, today's club of the episode, they are the Dubbo Demons of the Central West Australian Football League in New South Wales. Dubbo is located about 390 kilometers northwest of the SCG, and the Demons were founded back in 1981. And back in 2018, their senior women's side took the premiership, and their under-17s had a little bit of a run similar to Hawthorne not too long ago. Uh, winning a three-peat from 2010 through 2012. And this year, Emily Warner won the club's best and fairest for the women's side. And the club trains and plays their games at the South Dubbo Oval, which is right next to the South Dubbo High School. And on September, excuse me, on December the 15th, September the 15th, I'm a little late to the party. And speaking of parties, they're going to be holding their annual Christmas party at the Down the Lane Restaurant in Dubbo. And Demons, I wish you all the best in 2023. I hope you have a fantastic Christmas party. I hope you have a terrific, terrific year as well. Now, let's dive into a couple of things that are going on in the news. Uh, one big news story, and one that's kind of a a personal news story for me that, well, to others as well, but it it kind of hits home for me from 15,000 kilometers away, if one can hit home from that far away. Uh, but Alistair Clarkson is back. Uh... Well, he's now into his, I believe, second day now of uh, work with the Ruse. Uh, both he and Chris Fagan have been given permission to get back to work, even as the investigation into the events at Hawthorne continue. And I did see a story that broke today that uh, it looks as though the partner of one of these former Hawks players is not going to be taking part in the investigation. And it sounds as though they're extraordinarily skeptical, and I don't know... From what I gathered in the article that I read, and this was an article from Lauren Wood that was uh, from the Herald Sun, on which I read over on Code Sports, um, it sounds that this partner, like I said, is skeptical of the investigation that's going to be going on through the AFL, and uh, she had stated that the uh, AFL investigation was unsafe, and she's refusing to co- to consent uh, to the silencing tactics of the AFL while she's also working through the guilt that she feels for not having spoken up at the time. And, uh, you know, she argued that the, uh, the AFL wanted her to stay silent. Um, and as she said, it's a little hard to speak when it feels like your voice box has been pulled out of your throat. Uh, that she could either stay numb and silent or she could find her voice and, and maybe play a part in the struggle to try to create safety and protection for their young ones, uh, who would inevitably face these types of, uh, situations. Um, She's really concerned about the intrusion on the families during this investigation. So, I don't know if we're going to be getting the answers we are hoping to get. I, I I don't know. And again, I'm I'm certainly on the periphery here, so I don't have the insight in terms of, of how these investigations are going to be working on such a grand scale. And those of you who are supporters of the game in Australia have much more insight into this than I do. But it's just... it's. It's sad that 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 the uh, the process is already being questioned that we may never actually find out what truly happened and whether or not um, Clarko and Fags did something that warrants them not having the opportunity to continue their coaching careers and again I'm not speculating here i don't I don't have a clue but if if just hypothetically if. Nothing comes from this. There's there's an old quote uh, that I think it was back during you know in politics here in the United States. That was a gentleman who had been uh, the saying raked over the coals by the press, and he afterwards after that all occurred and it turned out that what was being speculated was not true. That he asked the question, "Where do I go to get my reputation back?" Because if if Clarko and Fags did what they are, you know, alleged to having done, well, they may be done with the game before it's all said and done, if we're able to get to the bottom of it. But if it turns out that this didn't happen, and again, I'm not saying that either of these things are the case, I don't have a clue. But if if the allegations are found to be, uh, you know, unfounded, uh, they can't be proven, whatever the case may be, you know, in the court of public opinion, these two gentlemen have already faced the wrath of quite a few people. And it's it's something you wonder, how do they go about reviving their careers and getting that reputation back? And again, I don't know how that would actually work out in their cases. So again, this is still kind of in its infancy in terms of what's going on here. But I just, uh, it's, a, it's a tough situation. And, and, and like I said, I don't want to speculate or hypothesize here because I don't, have anywhere close to enough information about what has transpired. And I don't want to speak out of turn, but it sounds like this, this, this young woman, and I'm assuming she's a young woman, because again, we don't know the ages of these people. I guess we could hypothesize and go back and look and see when the two of them were there. But uh, it sounds like she was feeling as though she was pressured to do things that, that she didn't want to do. And again, we don't know if that's the case, but that's what this investigation is hopefully going to find out. So maybe they're going to have to have other avenues in order to get to the answers that they need. So yeah, that's kind of the, 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 the news story that is, you know, the, the footy related going into the 2023 season and such. I want to take one other moment here. And I've talked about this gentleman before I've had him on the podcast. Someday I'm going to get him back on the podcast again. Uh, but, uh, I do want to encourage, uh, all of you to check out uh, Frank Seal's article uh, from I believe the 31st from Halloween Halloween Day here in the U.S. No, I don't celebrate Halloween uh, on ZeroHanger.com, and he sat down and chatted with a friend of the podcast, Michael Gallus, who is back in Australia and actually got to go home to Melbourne for at least an hour and a half. I think I think he went back and reintroduced himself to his family. He said, hey. You guys remember me, right? We've talked on the phone recently. I sent pictures, that sort of thing. And Michael, I'm just giving you a hard time here, man, because you have been, uh, you are that uh, that rolling stone that is not gathering any moss because Michael spent uh, about a month, if I'm not mistaken, in uh, Pakistan uh, and then ultimately going into Thailand. Uh, you know, he coaches the women's national team in Pakistan for for footy. But this year he also then helped to, put together the men's national team and took them to the asian cup finals and this was a club that was made up entirely of players who are of packet handy descent ended up playing in uh, in a tournament that had you know, players who had formerly played in the afl the waffle uh i believe the sandful as well i think the article mentioned and they they won uh games to get them into the grand final and then came along and uh we're playing against a club that had two former Waffle players in it, and they. He said that uh, according to the article, they scored seven goals in ten minutes in the second half to come back and win the premiership. And again, this was a club that a month earlier these people hadn't played the game very much, if at all. It's a fascinating article. I do encourage you to uh, to to give uh, my interviews with Michael a listen. Those were episodes 116 and 193. And as I said, he's not, you know, not letting a lot of moss gather underneath his feet because he he came back from Pakistan and Thailand, back to Melbourne for a while, and now he's back out in WA at the Nunkaba cattle station. He's a teacher, and he's back there working as the administrator there, closing out the school year at the cattle station with the students that are up there. And just... Yeah, just, you know, and he's also the uh, the person who runs that Footies for All uh, organization and tries to get you know footies into the hands of, of kids in uh, rural areas throughout Australia and other parts of the world as well. So if you're looking for a place to, to donate some money or to, you know, to help out in terms of getting more of these these uh, balls into the kids' hands and such, you can't do better than, than, than helping out Michael's organization um, because it's such a worthy cause and, and just, you know, I don't like to toss the word hero around with little disdain, but I I think that this man is absolutely a hero. I really do. And I think I might've mentioned that before, but I, I truly believe that he is a hero because he does, he does things that, that other people I don't think would ever really consider doing. You know, some people might, you know, decide, okay, I'll go ahead and, and, and spend a year teaching, you know, in the outback. And just a little preview from my interview with him when he was in uh, Northern WA before. I know he mentioned to me that he took a he had to take a trip to the bank one day, and that was a six hour round trip to get to the bank. Okay, a six hour trip there and back total to get to the bank. Um, but I encourage you to listen to those. Okay, just well worth the listen. Just an absolutely entertaining gentleman, and uh, love talking with him. Now. As you saw in the title of this episode, you know I, I, this is the focus of it, and I and I wanted to, in my own little way, um, pay tribute to an extraordinarily important figure in the red and white um, of the Swans. If you're a footy fan, even a, you know a casual footy fan, and I think you're probably a diehard footy fan if you're listening to the podcast. Uh, Kenny Williams an absolute Swans superfan passed away I believe yesterday if you know looking at the time difference at the age of 93 and Kenny had been a Swans supporter his entire life going back to when they were still in South Melbourne uh, he saw the Swans win their third premiership in the VFL his first premiership that he saw in person at the MCG when he was 4 in 1933 he saw his first premiership with the Swans and he stayed a Swans supporter throughout his entire life he moved to sydney in the late 1940s and I, if i read correctly and i'm going to link a couple of articles here um from the age and also from uh let me see what the other from the uh news.com.au uh it said that he worked as a jockey that he would that he must have you know been riding horses and and the guy wasn't able to find anything more on that but you know, he, he 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 wasn't getting KO to watch the, the Swans games when they were still in South Melbourne. So this is somebody who had to support the club certainly from afar, you know, reading about it in news reports and such. And and I'll have to ask those of you who might be a little bit older who live in the Sydney area, you know, before the Swans came to Sydney. How much coverage did the AFL? I'm sorry. How much coverage did the VFL get in Sydney? I can't imagine a whole heck of a lot. I don't think they probably got a whole lot of coverage there. So, so I'm sure that you know what he was doing to follow the game was probably dealing with uh, letter writing or having newspaper clippings sent to him and that type of thing. So to maintain that love for a club that that you grew up having a love affair with is just, is so enviable. And, uh, you know, he was embraced by the club for many, many years. Yeah, you, know, you could always find, uh, Kenny and his wife, Yvonne, sitting in the front row, uh, down near the, the, uh, the goal square, it, you know, looking at the goal square. And again, I don't know which end of the SCG it was, but I, if I remember correctly, you, if you were looking at one of the, uh, the goal squares, it was always just off to the right-hand side. He and his wife were sitting there and, you know, I, I got a very good lesson about uh Kenny and his wife from Carolyn cummings uh who works for the the Sydney newspaper. I had her on the podcast uh last year I think it was, yeah, it was last year, and she gave me a really good lesson about kenny and and what he meant to the club and you know it's uh you know this is a, this is a gentleman who would be often be found in the uh the clubhouse after the game singing the song or leading the club in the song. Um, and according to the articles that I read, he spent a lot of time, uh, as the club's official hydrationist. And, and I have to just go ahead and say it right now that Adam Sandler's the water boy couldn't hold a candle to this gentleman. Okay. Now I'm not a Swan supporter. As you know, I'm a Geelong supporter. This is not about that at all, but you know, as I grew to love this game over the last seven years, it was so evident seeing, you know, every time I would watch a, a Sydney game at the SCG, Mr. and Mrs. Williams were there. They were there. Now, granted, we missed, you know, some time with the, the lockdowns and such with COVID. Um, and they weren't able to necessarily be where they wanted to, where they wanted to be in the stands there, but they were an integral part of that club. They were a fixture there. And it just, it helped me to realize, you know, just how much the clubs mean to the supporters and to the members, and how much the members and supporters mean to the clubs. And and I've said this so many times, that one of the things that I absolutely love about this game is that love affair that goes on between the supporters, that goes on between them, and the club, that they have a genuine interest in one another. They they love each other. Now, they may boo once in a while if something goes wrong, and I know booing is not something that's actually condoned very much in Australia. We boo a lot here in the United States, okay? We boo a lot here. I'll boo sitting at home watching a game on television. I'll clap as well, but I'll, I'll boo from time to time. Not my own team, usually. I'll just, you know, Using the Cleveland Browns as a as a uh, measuring stick here, I'll just usually shake my head about their games. But back to to this, you know, um, my sincerest condolences to uh, to Kenny's family and to the Greater Swans community. This is an irreplaceable gentleman. I I hope that uh, that the club will rally around his widow, and I believe his daughter's name is Diana. Um, I did see she was on Twitter. I did not give her a follow on Twitter. I did. I don't want to have it be as though I'm, you know, hovering or anything like that, I, but I, I may do that sometime down the road, but um, Swan supporters, I'm very sorry for your loss. Uh, the game has lost an absolute treasure, and I say, Valet Kenny Williams, Valet, sir, you will be sorely missed. Now, before I wrap up, ladies and gentlemen, I did want to, um, mention again, something that I've been working on and I've had some feedback, uh, on the different, uh, Facebook chat rooms, especially, uh, regarding this, but, uh, I'm trying to set up some discussions and kind of the lull because, you know, again, the, the women's finals are coming up this weekend. Very excited about the cats being there. Um. But I'm looking at setting up some discussions with people to to come on for a 15 to 20 minute chat about their most memorable game. And it could be a game that they played when they were 9 or 10 years old. Or maybe it's a game that got them noticed by, you know, maybe you got noticed by the scouts or something like that that were coming watching the club. Or something wonderful happened. It could be something that happened wonderful after the game. And maybe it's, a, you know, you went to see your club play at Waverly Park or at Subiaco, or at the MC, or wherever it happened to be. And that game just sticks out in your mind. And I've had dozens of people who've responded to me in the message sheets or documents online, but I've not firmed anything up with really any of them yet. But if you're somebody who has a game that you absolutely want to talk about, and I've had several people mention the 89 Grand Final and such, but yeah, there've been a lot more obscure games as well. Um, at least to maybe to, to me and to you, they might be obscure games, but to that individual, it's a game that they absolutely will never, ever forget. But if you happen to have one that you want to talk about, drop me a note over on my website, yankonthefooty.com. You can send me a message there. It'll pop up in my email. You can also go over to my email, yankonthefooty at com, and leave me a note there. You can go on to Facebook and find Yank on the Footy podcast. You can send me a message there. Or if you want to, you know, Find me, Craig Wessels, on Facebook. I'm there as well. Uh, yank on the Forty on Instagram. And uh, yank underscore on on Twitter. You can reach me as there as well. And Or if you happen to be on LinkedIn, you can find me, Craig Wessels, on LinkedIn as well. I would love to set uh, up as many different little chats as I possibly can. Uh, my announcing season, I think, as I mentioned a, a little while ago, is wrapping up probably this Friday. I might have one more game the following Wednesday, but that should be it then. And then I'm going to be looking to fill my afternoons and evenings and weekends talking to you. I guess I could talk to myself, but I'd really rather talk to you because this, this helps me learn more about the game if I'm actually engaging with you. So folks, again, if you head over to my website, yankonthefooty.com, you can find everything about the podcast. You can read the blog over there. The most recent blog entry is about the most memorable game project that I'm working on. you can get on the mailing list there as well. Uh, so when new episodes come out, they end up in your inbox. If you want to support the podcast, and again, you know, I'm flying solo on this. This is me sitting, literally sitting in a walk-in closet with a desk and an old laptop and an old monitor that I'm, you know, I've got two screens that I'm working off of. Uh, if you want to help out the, you know, show, there's that buy me a coffee button there. If you like what you hear. Um, not saying you have to do that by any stretch of the imagination, but if you want to help out the show, it's a great way to do it. But ultimately, if you really love the show, I would love it if you would leave a review. That would be a huge help, okay? That would be a wonderful help if you could leave a review for the podcast. That that really helps me be able to sell the show to other people. So if you're so inclined to do that, that would be wonderful. Um, but again, you can find everything, like I said, related to the show over at my website, yankonthefooty.com. You know, I, I read uh, part of a review uh, a couple of episodes ago, and I'll just I'm going to look at one other one um, that was another five star one, and, and the title of it was "One of the Best AFL Australian Rules Podcasts." Period. And what can I say in addition to all the other great uh, words expressed in the other five star reviews? Uh, Talk about yeah, says the host is a super fan of Australian Rules Football, who is able to channel his passion and skill into creating a truly great and unique AFL Footy podcast. Apart from his insights provided by his unique American perspective on Australia's premier sport, he is a fantastic listen. He has a fantastic listener appreciation and engagement, and as it turns out, is a skilled interviewer. Well, I'd like to think that that comes from being a teacher for the last 29 years. Uh, that really does help with that, asking questions and listening to my students. Um, you know, so if you wanna check out, and I'm not going to read through the rest of it there, but, you know, I, I appreciate that was Tim that, that that wrote that one, and I think I know exactly who Tim is, because I talk to Tim a lot online, uh, but if you like the show, a great review would certainly help out with that. You can do, you can write a review over at my website, yankonthefooty.com, okay, and it will go out to Apple, and it'll go out to uh, the, the other sites as well, okay? So, folks, look out for one another, let your friends know you love them, take care, you know, pray for us here in the United States if that's something that you do because we have an election coming up uh, next Tuesday. I don't know how that's going to turn out. It should be rather interesting. I spent the the day today with my students looking at some of the polls and what they were indicating. It's going to be a very interesting week. And I know that watching some of the the games during the last election cycle, I would see a few campaign commercials showing up uh, during the games Um halftime and that sort of thing. We pretty much get nothing but campaign commercials here. But I'm thrilled that as of next Tuesday, they'll be gone. As I told my students, I said, then they'll go back to, te- to, to selling you uh, automobiles, to selling you, uh, well, to sell somebody erectile dysfunction medication, and stuff to deal with foot fungus, which as I joked with them, I said, that's not really all that far from politics anyway. So, uh, folks, again, take care of each other. Tell your friends you love them. I do appreciate the kind words from you and your kind support. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, may your dribble kick never hit that post. I will catch you later. This has been episode 212 of A Yank on the Footy. Again, don't forget that you can reach me at yank underscore on Twitter, or you can shoot me an email at yankonthefooty@gmail.com. gmail.com. You can also leave me a message over on my website, yankonthefooty.com, and that message will end up in my email inbox. Thanks for listening, everybody, and please consider sharing the podcast with your friends and family. And Until next time, this is Craig Wessels, and goodbye.